0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we've got an awesome story of revenge involving Christmas lottery tickets. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, help my roommate rob us while we were on vacation and make us homeless? Bye bye, Army Job. After my son was born and my wife almost died from pulmonary embolisms due to undiagnosed lupus eating her lungs, we finally managed to go on our first family vacation when my wife's health recovered. To preface this, we had to get a roommate to help with bills during this time, and a longtime friend was happy to help out and get a reasonable place to stay. Now this is where Army Liar comes in. I had known this guy for almost two decades, spent entire summers at his family's place and even lived with him on multiple occasions. I genuinely thought of this guy as my brother, cried in each other's arms type crap. But as dumb people do, he developed a massive ego after his parents paid his way through CSUP. He started hanging with the definition of Giga Chads, and all of a sudden is nothing but conservative politics and lying his butt off to get into ROTC. This is important for later, working out at the college with his bros and generally being above hanging with people who couldn't have a golden parachute from their parents. So Army Liar graduates, gets commissioned as an officer, and it's a shock when he wants to come hiking and drop acid, do some MDMA, generally wild college youth stuff. My roommate gets together with him and through the good old dark web have everything mailed to my house under his name. was a great time, decompressed from almost dying wife and struggles of being a new father. Now back to vacation, we visit family in Oklahoma, haven't seen my family in ages and it's a great time. When we arrive back home, half of the whole house is empty. There's a note from my roommate that Army Liar helped him move all of his crap out and good luck. Understandably, this was a terrible turn of events. Any parent will tell you, you can't just plop some rando in the now vacant room due to trust and an infant present. Now I'm frantic at this point, tons of our crap is missing, our marriage documents, birth certificates, lease, wife's 3DS and more, all gone. I start blowing the roommate up and Army Liar calls me. He proceeds to tell me that he orchestrated it all because roommate was not really happy here and needed to move back to Central BFE Texas from Colorado. I know, it's silly. I'm obviously upset, but Army Liar was my chosen brother. Literally take a bullet for him. I explain that I'm missing all the things I've noticed. This jerk had the nerve to say, yeah, not my problem. I was floored. He had spread some BS about me treating my roommate badly to his whole family and they stopped talking to me. These are people who essentially raised me, housed me and who were better parents than my own. I'll confess that I did something then that I was not proud of at the time. I told Army Liar that if he wanted to at least help me get my things back, I would have to contact his army supervisor and explain how he essentially just helped rob me. He laughed and told me to go right ahead. In the end, I caved and didn't do anything i was too mentally and emotionally exhausted my wife was crushed and my son was upset by our constant crying and worrying about how we were going to pay our bills ultimately we lost our place and were forced to attempt moving back with my parents which was not a solution because my mom is a terrible human and had filled every available space with foster children to game the state for money we lived out of our car until they found a temp job in houston which ended and decided that they were done with the project I headed and terminated my position after telling me I would be moved to salary. Back to living in a car. This was the darkest time of my entire life this far, and more than once I fantasized about driving my family off a bridge or into oncoming traffic just to escape this heck. I finally landed a stable job back in Colorado, was able to get counseling, rebuild our life in a way that depended on nobody but myself. Happiness actually came back into my life. My 2 year old son would never remember this dark period and I made friends who put Army Liar to shame. But what's this? I hear from some old friends that Army Liar dropped them like old garbage and they missed him, wondering if I knew where to find him. And find him I did. Turns out which boy Army Liar got married and was traveling the globe as an army officer. Whole 10 yards of my crap doesn't stink vibes. I remarked to one of my good new friends who just left the navy that I couldn't believe they gave army liar a security clearance with all the meth smoking, drug dealing and theft charges he had prior. My friend told me that army liar most likely lied and had his new bro friends do all his interviews because if the army found out they wouldn't have cleared him. Cue the gears to start turning. Turns out it's incredibly easy to get a hold of people who care in the army. I talked through Army Liar's complete past, leaving nothing unsaid. I threw my own dignity to the wind and spilled every illicit detail of every crime we'd been involved in as 18-23 to year olds, including the previously mentioned LSD hiking trip, the one he took after his swearing in. Needless to say, guess you should pop up on my LinkedIn feed as transitioning out of the army without a listed clearance. Now Army Liar and his wife live at separate addresses. And I'm sure that has nothing to do with forwarding his past meth addiction and sex worker exploits to her good Christian cell phone number, but we will never know. I now go look at his obviously depressed face on LinkedIn anytime I'm feeling down. Don't ever let people convince you to forgive and forget. Burn those houses down. They deserve it, and I promise it will be the best feeling you have ever felt. I know it was for me. OP's kind of an inspiration, they were at some serious lows and they were able to claw their way back. Needless to say this guy sounds like an absolute jerk, it's unbelievable that they would go and do that to OP and steal so much stuff from them, and it's a pretty satisfying conclusion knocking them out of the air like that. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is Greedy Landlord Loses Benefits. This happened to my partner and I a couple of years ago. We live in the UK and in 2019 I got a really good job in a new city in the Midlands. After a few months of commuting, we decided to move closer as my partner could find a job easily. We booked several viewings with prices ranging from 600 British pounds to 1200 British pounds a month. After serious consideration, we decided that the long term goal was to buy a property. So we decided to go for the cheapest place in order to save money for the deposit faster. Now, this house was in one of the roughest neighborhoods I've ever lived in. The streets were covered in rubbish. People would be shouting outside in the middle of the night. Police would be constantly passing by. You'd find needles in the park nearby and drunken, drugged people laying around all the time. As per the house, it was a wreck, but we knew what we were getting into, just looking at the big picture of getting our own home. We agreed to move and pay the 600 British pounds deposit plus month's rent in advance. landlord request to keep his mail didn't sign a contract i know but we were young and naive payment had to be done in cash do not change the prepaid electricity meter etc but he said there's no need to register for council tax because he'd cover it in the uk council tax is well over a hundred pounds per month and it's normally the tenant who pays for it this will be very important later Moving day comes and the house is a mess. Like a proper mess, the converted loft is full of rubbish. They left a bed behind and when we moved it there was years of Q-tips, rubbish, even underwear from the previous tenant. There was a thick layer of grease throughout the kitchen. I guess you get the picture. We took pictures but later lost them when I changed phones and didn't do a transfer of files. Another important detail is that in the year we lived there, the landlord went on holiday to Sri Lanka, Dubai, Australia, and somewhere else I can't remember. Also drove a very expensive car. When he came to collect rent, he'd make comments like, oh yeah, I had a barbecue in my new jacuzzi, etc. You'll know soon why this is important. Nearly one year passes and we find a shared ownership and a new development in a better area, with together with the amount of money we managed to save, we can afford. We get our mortgage and notify the landlord with three months' notice. I request to not pay the last month and he could just keep the deposit, but he refused. About one week before moving out, I accidentally open a letter from the council in his name. Before noticing the name in the letter, I realize it's a council tax bill. But it's not hundreds, not even tens of pounds per month, it's forty-something pounds for the year. And notice that the reason for this is that he'd been awarded housing benefits for living alone in my rented house and being in low pay. Moving day comes, unlike how the house was upon moving in, we cleaned the property upside down just to be told by the landlord that he's keeping the deposit due to the carpet being dirty, etc. Now that did infuriate me as I'd lost the moving day pictures of the dirty house. I argued that the house was then in better state of maintenance than when we had moved in, but to no avail. I need to mention that even losing the deposit, the money we saved in council tax still made it beneficial to us, but I'm a petty b-word and I was very much done with landlord maliciousness. Petty revenge, I called the city council and with my most innocent voice said that I had been living in the property for a year and had just seen a council tax bill filled with benefits for my landlord and thought it was not okay. The previous monotonous voice of the person at the other side of the phone immediately lifted up in excitement and asked a lot more questions, then thanked me and we hung up. That was everything until recently we saw our former neighbors. Apparently landlord lost his benefits and was driving a much cheaper car. The house is currently for sale. I think the world is a bit better today. I think OP's right. I think this guy deserved to be taught a lesson. Hopefully, if they continue to rent that place, they won't try to be so greedy and screw over the people living there so hard. But then again, it seems like they've got a type, you know? They go for the people that maybe are first time or maybe are in dire straits and have no other option. I mean, judging from Q Tip, an underwear guy that lived there previously. This next story is. Be sexist and be prepared for watching boy bands all year. Back in the early 2000s, I was a computer tech for a trade school one summer. I was responsible for updating the computers in the various school labs. When I got to the HVAC slash electrician's lab, I was shocked. Their screensavers were women in various states of undress laying on cars, etc. I unfroze the computers to update them and put InSync on as the background wallpaper and tiled it over a hundred times, then refroze the computer and set it so the wallpaper couldn't be changed anymore. Guess you spent the whole school year looking at boy bands? You just know somebody knew just enough about computers to set all these computers up that way and felt so proud of themselves, only to come back in and have to stare at Justin Timberlake's frosted tips all the time. Our next story is, should have picked a better time to break up with me. Boy oh boy would I have some stories for this subreddit. Most of it was usual payback. Posting someone's phone number on Craigslist, asking men to send them photos, subscribing them to spam emails, etc. But the funniest, most pettiest thing I did was after my 30-year-old female, most recent ex, nearly 27-year-old female, broke up with me. Firstly, context. Before dating, my ex Jess fake name, and I were best friends. I was never really one to become attached to friends easily, but within 3.5 short years, we created the most beautiful connection I have ever been a part of. Together we climbed out of our respective rock bottoms and inspired each other to put our lives back together. We would have the most intense and in-depth conversations about our trauma, upbringing, mental illness and past experiences then discuss why we are the way we are, and do the things that we do. To this day, she remains the only person in the world, by far, who comes close to knowing who I am deep down. This girl was someone I'd thought of as the girl of my dreams. We started dating, and it was absolute heaven, at first. Then, as it often happens, a bunch of stuff transpired that I'm not going into here. Maybe in the comments, but I'm not here to write a novella. Then came the breakup. I went to my friend's place for drinks during the night of the Australia federal election 2022. Politics is something I really enjoy, as does my friend. Yes, maybe I could have invited Jess, but it wasn't her scene and she went out drinking with her workmates, so I thought it would all be good. Spoiler alert, it was not. She started off by sending me nice, cute, drunk messages, how I was the love of her life, etc, etc. Then I messed up, majorly. I didn't respond for 12 whole minutes. Then Jess started sending me message after message full of abuse and untrue accusations. I replied a couple times, but eventually decided that there was no reasoning with her in this state and blocked her on iMessage, with the plan to wait for her to calm down and discuss properly in person the next day. I admittedly and a bit selfishly didn't want her to ruin my night. I counted the next day, and from memory she sent over 100 messages and a 20 minute period before she was blocked. Who knows how many she sent all up. Later that night I checked Facebook to see where Jess's head was at. She had the tendency to post statuses or memes when we were fighting, so I wanted to try to gauge whether if she switched back to enjoying the night with friends, was upset and ashamed of her reaction, was sad posting or the most likely option that she was angry. She had actually blocked me and to be honest I gave her a little nod of respect regarding her pettiness. I was like yeah nah that's fair hey. So the next day I checked to see whether she had unblocked me, turns out she did but she had changed her facebook relationship status to single and that's how I found out we had broken up. It was freaking devastating I would have been broken hearted by anyone splitting up with me in such a way, but the fact that it was this girl, the person I trusted the most, the one I thought understood and loved me more than anyone else ever had before, the person I supported through thick and thin only to be treated like freaking crap not only this occasion though to be fair devastating is the only word that comes close to describing it it nearly ruined me i lost what little trust i had in others my sense of self-worth was non-existent i hurt myself and when that wasn't enough i tried to end things which led me to be temporarily prescribed seroquil on top of my usual abilify My sisters unofficially placed me on watch, and I underwent a ton of therapy. But they say grief has five stages, and when anger hit, it hit hard. Less than a month later, a mutual friend invited me to go to the movies to see Jurassic World Dominion. I was worried about seeing Jess there, as the Jurassic franchise was her absolute most favorite movie series in the world. She'd been looking forward to watching it since it was announced and I knew she had plans that she constantly brought up to see it at the theatres. Then said friend jokingly suggested it, the most pettiest revenge I've ever done and definitely one of the most tailored for its victim. You can probably guess it, I spoiled it. I went to watch that movie and you can bet the entire time I was only paying attention to which important twists I could ruin for her. Then I went to work the next day, borrowed my coworker's phone in case Jess had blocked mine, and sent her a brief message of 2-3 to sentences containing major spoilers for the movie. I purposely made them subtle too, so that she'd read the whole thing before realizing what it contained. Our mutual friend sent me a screenshot a couple hours later of a status she made on Facebook regarding it. Poetry in motion, I swear. Anyway, maybe it was beneath me, maybe I should have been the better woman. But I'll be honest, this revenge in particular cheered me up more than anything else I was trying at the time. But it was the first step and a marathon of leaps I've taken to try and recover from her abandonment and betrayal, but now I believe that one day I may even make it across the finish line. I feel bad for OP because clearly they were head over heels for this person. And I almost feel like maybe it was a little premature how things broke off and maybe they should have fought for it a little bit more. It's overall just a devastating experience. Our next story is Christmas Lottery Tickets. I met my dad the day before my ninth birthday when I came to live with him. It's a long story and needless to say, it was a complicated and difficult time of my life. He had a girlfriend at the time who we quickly moved in with and he married. She was 26 years old and they met in rehab. My dad and stepmom had a lot of flaws, but for the most part we all tried being a family. She later cheated on my dad and divorced him, so I don't feel too bad about all this in hindsight. Our first Christmas together, she was adamant about getting stockings and a tree. She wrote our name and glitter on the stockings and decorated them all nice. I found out later that she was also responsible for filling the stockings. On Christmas morning, we empty and go through our stockings before we open presents. My stocking has two lottery scratchers and they each have four lottery tickets. They win a free ticket and like a $2 prize, but the rest were duds. I saved my scratchers for later because I was more excited about my little toys and my upcoming presents. After everything was opened up and I'm going back through what I got, I find the scratchers. I borrow a penny to scratch it on the table and I win $50. I was so excited. I had never won anything before and never had more than $10 of my own money. I'm literally jumping up and down for the joy and yelling. My soon-to-be stepmom comes up and congratulates me. She then says that she bought the scratchers and you have to be 18 years old to redeem them. She holds out her hand and says she'll take it to the store and get the money for me. I don't think anything at the time and hand over the ticket." A couple days later she hands me $25 and says she kept half for gas and because she bought the tickets. I'm not going to lie, I got upset. I was so excited for $50 and now already half is just gone? I tried to complain to my dad and he brushed me off. I was essentially told not to be ungrateful. I didn't start planning my revenge then. I stumbled into my revenge through either fate or luck. My parents bought their first house a few months later and got married around the same time with help from their parents. It was directly behind the yard in Fair Mall in Sacramento. Their backyard literally had a big cement wall and on the other side was a giant parking lot and then Nordstrom's. Around my 10th birthday, my dad starts handing me a $5 bill periodically and asking me to walk to the mall and get him Starbucks. It was a little over 10 minutes of walking each way. Sometimes it was a $10 bill, but I was always allowed to keep the change. After my first time of going to the mall by myself, it was like a whole new world opened up. My friends and I would go out and play every day, and now we had a whole new playground. We weren't obnoxious brats or anything, but we walked all over and checked out tons of stores. Which is how I found the store Spencer's. As a 10-year-old, it was the coolest store ever. I must have gone there over a dozen times and even by myself. This led to my golden discovery and my petty revenge story. Gag lottery tickets. They appeared just like normal lottery tickets but with funny names. I can't remember the name of the one I bought but I remember the back saying to redeem it you had to mail it to the North Pole addressed to Santa Claus. And even something about the Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy. I was getting $5 a week in allowance at that point and bought two. I gave one to my friend randomly and said I found it. It was hilarious for the both of us. I held on to the other ticket for over two months. Finally, Christmas Eve comes and the stockings are hung. I waited until just before bed to put the ticket in my now stepmom's stocking because I was nervous she would find it. Christmas morning comes and the stockings are full. The difference is we're joined by her sister, sister's husband, and her parents. Stockings get passed around first and everyone digs in. Stepmom loudly exclaims that there's an extra lottery ticket in her stocking, but people are talking and don't comment on it. Stepmom immediately grabs the scissors and starts scratching her lottery tickets. The first is a dud and I realize she's saving mine for last. Hers are all duds. She starts scratching the final ticket. I see her get excited and all of a sudden she's screaming that she won two hundred fifty thousand dollars she gets up and runs to my dad and hugs him she pulls away and she's wiping her wet eyes i start to feel bad i pipe up you should read the back she looks at me like what the heck are you talking about i awkwardly repeat that she should read the back she turns the ticket over starts reading and i watch the excitement die in her eyes she slammed the ticket down and i knew she was livid my only saving grace was her sister and her husband thought it was hilarious and her parents told her to calm down, it was just a joke. My dad scolded me later saying pranks are fine as long as they aren't mean, but that was mean in my stepmom's eyes. Needless to say, if things sometimes seem like they're too good to be true, doesn't hurt to take an extra beat here or there and just verify that it really is happening that way. In fact, to some people it might be a charming thing to do. Our next story is, I'm not your gardener. My entitled neighbors, one is high-pitched lady, two is tall dude, and also nice old bloke. When I was much younger, I had the chance of living a bit far from my hometown in a semi-rural area, at some place with a nice green space next to a very nice neighbor with her own green space adjacent to mine. It was some closed neighborhood with a few common expenses for maintenance of the inner roads and such stuff, yet not with an HOA in the same way as in the USA. According to what I read around here, There were just a few homes there, between 25 to 35, I can't recall exactly now, and everybody had an equal vote on issues regarding the common spaces and issues. There was never any problem, really, never. My nice neighbor was a lady in her 50s. She was very funny, witty, smart, really lovely. She had a boyfriend who used to be there from Friday to Sunday every week and he was equally nice. Adorable people, both of them, really. I always helped her with her green space, quite more than a garden, whenever I took care of mine which was quite often. I didn't mind helping her with that since her boyfriend wasn't able to. It wasn't that easy for him to do that stuff since he had some back issues and was getting treatment for it. And for me it wasn't a big deal. And after all the tasty stuff she cooked and gave me, hey try this tell me if you like it, was a recurrent sentence. It was the least I could do. Also her two dogs were with me all the time when I was in her place and they were adorable. Well as it happens, one day they decided to move to some city quite a few hundred kilometers from there and get married so she put the house on sale. Some people came to see the house which was beautiful. So I was doing the usual gardening work at her place when the couple who later bought the house were first visiting. I didn't pay much attention, but I remembered afterwards it was them because she, the girl in the couple, had a very distinctive voice, a very high pitch, yet not unpleasant. Her unpleasantness would show later, but not regarding her voice. Also her husband was very much taller than her, like two heads taller. One day my neighbor and her boyfriend said their goodbyes, left with me a few things to donate, the ones they couldn't take care of, some for me if I wanted. I didn't save for one great cast iron pen that somehow they wouldn't take and left. I was sad to see them go but they were chasing a good future together so I was also happy for them. Well the new neighbors, entitled neighbors from now on, got there one day and I'd been told beforehand by the realtor so I worked a bit on their green space in order for it to look nice. The entitled neighbors didn't say their hello yet I didn't mind. They had the right to be less sociable than other people are and unless they were annoying, I was okay with that. A couple of days after they moved, I was taking care of the grass on my property, cutting some dried branches off a tree, plum, and other things, and a high-pitched lady called me. I'm translating, hey boy, when you finish there, you gotta do some work here too. The grass is quite grown and we have more stuff to do. I was a bit confused at first, but then I remembered that when they first visited, I was doing some gardening stuff for my former neighbor and that's why she must've thought it was my duty. I got close to her and explained to her that I was doing maintenance of my property, that I was friends with my former neighbor, and about her boyfriend's situation and why I was helping her. She said, okay, and went inside her house. A few days later, could've been three days, there was the monthly neighbors meeting. After a few issues were debated, mostly about a few bumps in the dirt roads, both entitled neighbors said they had an issue and high-pitched lady said that I was refusing to do my chores and that I should get a reprimand and not be paid in full. I was quiet and calm and was about to speak when another homeowner, who was aware of my relationship with my former neighbor, said, he was never getting paid. He doesn't do any work for any of us. He was helping his neighbor, that is. I added that I'd already told her that and that I'd explained to her my relationship with my neighbor and her boyfriend and that I thought I made it quite clear Tall dude then said that when they visited the house, they saw me doing the gardening and assumed that it was included with the common expenses, so it could be said that they bought the property under those assumptions. At that moment, I was quite amused because the whole issue was ridiculous. I told them something like this, not the exact words, after these years I can't recall every single term, I'm sorry that you thought my gardening came for free with the house, It came for free with the relationship I had with my former neighbor, and that's it. No one told you that I'd be working for you for free, or under common expenses, and your own assumptions are just flawed. I'm sorry. At that point, high-pitched lady lost her temper and shouted at me that I was disrespecting her husband and her husband's authority, that I was rude and a bully, an accusation without any truth, and that I was purposely refusing to do their gardening. After her screaming show, there was a very, very long and uncomfortable silence. I had never witnessed anyone shouting in those meetings, which were very amicable and quiet. So I broke the silence and told her, after what I'm going to say, I'll ask my new neighbors to explicitly point out in which ways I was, according to them, rude and a bully. I would also like to know in which ways I disrespected her husband and his supposed authority. Also, which authority do they think they have over me? On the other hand, they are right, I purposely refuse to do their gardening, and I'll assure you that I'll never do it, not even if they want to pay for it. They shut up and left before the meeting was over. Yes, we, the rest stayed a bit afterwards talking about what happened, it was impossible not to, and then I went to the entitled neighbor's neighbor, a nice old bloke who invited me and a couple other homeowners over, he lived to the other side of the entitled neighbors, He offered us cappuccinos, yay, or teas, he seemed to know a lot about tea. While there, I had this idea, and I told him, hey, can I come a couple days a week for a little while to take care of your plants and trees, more like bushes really, and can I have a cappuccino here? He agreed. I had a triple interest in this, one, the cappuccinos, two, angering entitled neighbors, who will see I do some gardening to their other neighbor. 3. Nice old bloke's granddaughter, who was beautiful and had already seen her around. It all went well. Cappuccinos were great, entitled neighbors were furious, and nice old bloke's granddaughter ended up being a good friend of mine and introducing me to a friend of hers, who would then become my girlfriend. Oh, I also had another interest, nice old bloke's library. He had great books and he lent them to me. I know it's not a very interesting story, but I think it depicts a couple of entitled individuals. I have a couple more ones with them, I lived there some four years, but enough for now. This is wonderful and also really, really wholesome, it's kind of beautiful. I mean, this is just like a lovely suburbia, this nice neighborhood that totally functions and gets along well, a rather rare thing to be fair, and these new people are just shunned but killed with kindness. There's not one insult being thrown around or some angry display, just helping out neighbors. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.